welcome to our Lexio podcast for the 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time. As always in our Lexio meditation, we enter into the Gospel passage through real, down-to-earth, lived experience. We allow the concreteness of the Gospel event to stir up memories and feelings of similar events in our own lives and in the lives of those around us and in the wider world. In this way we come to a new seeing of God's presence and work among us today. And in the prayer that flows from this recognition we're invited to celebrate all that's good and beautiful in our lives and in our world. All that there already is of God within them. And at the same time, we come to see where and how we're being called to grow as children of the Father. We'll take a few moments now so as to quieten our minds and hearts as we prepare to listen deeply to the gift of God's living word in today's gospel. God's food for us is from the gospel of St. Mark, chapter 8, verse 27 to 35. Jesus and his disciples left for the villages round Caesarea Philippi. On the way he put this question to his disciples, Who do people say I am? And they told him, John the Baptist, they said. Others, Elijah. Others again, one of the prophets. But you, he asked, who do you say I am? Peter spoke up and said to him, you are the Christ. And he gave them strict orders not to tell anyone about him. And he began to teach them that the Son of Man was destined to suffer grievously, to be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes, and to be put to death, and after three days to rise again. And he said all of this quite openly. And then, taking him aside, Peter started to remonstrate with him. But turning and seeing his disciples, Jesus rebuked Peter and he said to him, Get behind me, Satan, because the way you think is not God's way, but man's. He called the people and his disciples to him and he said, If anyone wants to be a follower of mine, let him renounce himself and take up his cross and follow me. For anyone who wants to save his life will lose it. But anyone who loses his life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. 
Jesus is clear in his own mind and he speaks openly to his disciples about the next stage of his mission. A journey to Jerusalem, the centre of the Jewish religious, political and social establishment, where in all probability he will encounter opposition, rejection and even be put to death for continuing to challenge the corrupt status quo. He knows that this is what the Father asks of him and he's determined to see it through, confident that the Father's love and not death will have the last word. At such a decisive and critical moment in his life, it's important for him to have the support and companionship of his closest friends. Peter professes how much Jesus means to them and that in him they've encountered the presence and the work of God, the Christ, the Messiah. But at the same time, Peter's not having any of this talk of suffering and death. Alarmed by this response, Jesus sternly challenges him. Peter, don't become an obstacle in my path. I need you. Jesus is adamant. His mission is to manifest the love of the Father, mercy, forgiveness, gentleness, and patience in all circumstances, no matter how adverse and violent things might become. For Jesus and for those who follow his way, to take up the cross of suffering and to live it with love in the heart, that's the way to life, a deeper and fuller life. One way of entering into this passage in meditation is to remember someone who has touched our lives, inspired us by their courageous commitment to a cause of justice or the liberation of people from oppression or care for the environment or the pursuit of truth, be it in private or in public life. Freely and courageously, they have chosen a path that involves necessary hardship and suffering. The pain of being rejected by those who have most to lose. And the violence of those who will stop at nothing to quieten them. they're prepared to lay down their lives for the sake of something worthwhile confident that their sacrifice will be a source of life for themselves and for others that they will rise again on the third day
personal cost. They've chosen to be true to themselves, to their mission in life, to their own special vocation, to be the Christ that they've been called to be. Faced with a lonely and frightening road ahead, they've sought the reassurance and support of those closest to them. At times this has meant resisting their tempting proposals to compromise and to choose an easier path. And at times indeed it's meant rebuking them where necessary, to get behind me Satan because the way you think is not God's way but man's. resolve and commitment to play their part in building up a civilization of love, we now recognize Jesus alive again and working among us today. this conversation between the passage and life experience, let it continue in the background as we go on our way, as we go about our ordinary, everyday life activities. And let us keep our eyes and ears open to all that's going on around us and in the wider world and we may well be surprised to find this gospel passage living again in many circumstances of private, social and public life. When the time is right, we may be moved to prayer, to thank the Father for the gift of this passage and the grace-filled memories that it has evoked. In our own words, we can let God know about our own personal heroes and heroines, those in private life or in the public domain, people of honesty and integrity who have renounced themselves their own comfort, prestige or security and have taken up the cross to follow the way of Jesus. Trusting in the Father's love and mercy, we let him know too of any sorrow or regret in our hearts for the times when, like Peter, we started to remonstrate with them, urging them to compromise and choose an easier path for themselves and for us. We now recognize that we were becoming an obstacle in their path.
also feel to pray a prayer of petition that we might discover our own special vocation in life. That is, to acknowledge the presence of Jesus within us and to embody and to give birth to that presence by our readiness to lose our lives for the sake of the gospel of love. A commitment to make our corner of the world and planet a little bit more like the kind of place that you, Father, long for it to be. With a trusting heart, let the presence of God our Father now take over and draw us into a deeper prayer of silence and stillness. We enter into the deep moment in a loving relationship where there's no longer any need to say anything or to do anything. We simply look at God looking lovingly on us breathing the breath of his love into us, believing in us, encouraging us, entrusting himself and his work to us today. In the event of any distractions, perhaps we might choose a word or phrase from the passage For example, that beautiful phrase, follow me, and repeat it in the quiet of our hearts to assist us on this journey into silence and stillness. We now rest our hearts simply and receptively in the presence of God, and we stay with this deep prayer for as long as it is given to us. recognition of God's presence and work in our lives today bear fruit in new and even more beautiful ways as we go on our way. Welcome to our Lexio podcast for the 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time. In our Lexio meditation, we enter into the Gospel passage through real, down-to-earth, lived experience. We allow the concreteness of the Gospel event to stir up memories and feelings of similar events in our own lives, in the lives of those around us, and in the wider world. In this way, we come to a new seeing of God's presence and work among us today. And in the prayer that flows from this recognition, we're invited to celebrate all that's good and beautiful in our lives, all that there already is of God within us. And at the same time, we come to see where and how we're being called to grow as children of the Father.
we will take a few moments now to quieten our minds and hearts as we prepare to listen deeply to the gift of God's living word in today's gospel. Jesus and his disciples made their way through Galilee and he didn't want anyone to know because he was instructing his disciples. He was telling them, the Son of Man will be delivered into the hands of men. They will put him to death and three days after he's been put to death, he will rise again. But they did not understand what he said and were afraid to ask him. They came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the road? They said nothing because they'd been arguing which of them was the greatest. So he sat down, called the twelve to him and said, If anyone wants to be first, he must make himself last of all and servant of all. He then took a little child, set him in front of them, put his arms around him and said to them, anyone who welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me. And anyone who welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. of Galilee, Jesus wants to talk about the prospect of his own suffering and death in Jerusalem. The disciples seem slow to accept or understand what he's talking about, and they prefer to go on about their own worldly ambition and the question of who's the greatest among them. At the house, Jesus sits down, gathers them round, and gives a crucial teaching on humility. Whereas worldly greatness is determined by status, power, and prestige, leading to division and hierarchy, Jesus gives them a new standard of greatness humble service of all especially of the last, the least, and the lost among us. As Jesus goes on to demonstrate by his actions in the gospel, only the humble know how to truly welcome the little ones on the level ground, that ground of mutual vulnerability and mutual dignity as beloved children of the Father. Here there's no superior or inferior, no higher or lower 
For Jesus, a genuine welcome has no place for elitism or condescension, but involves a recognition of mutual need, giftedness and blessing. In welcoming the little ones in this way, God's presence breaks through into the world. One way of entering into this meditation is to remember individual people or perhaps an organization. People who have touched our personal lives or that of someone close to us at a time of great vulnerability by the gift of their genuine welcome. People who have taken us by the hand, showing great acceptance, tenderness and respect at a time when we felt very unsure of ourselves, awkward, insecure, lacking in confidence. People who have called us in from the margins of anonymity or exclusion, where we had felt we didn't count or we didn't have much to offer, and they set us centre stage. People who wrapped their arms around us and gave us a sense of being valued and cherished even with all our fragility and limitations. There were no airs and graces about them and they seemed to be able to identify with us in our vulnerability and insecurity. They approached us not as objects of pity or as less fortunate, but as precious gifts of God who had much to offer. They seemed to need us as much as we needed them. to see in them true greatness and the presence of Jesus breaking through again into our world today. In the coming days, let this meditation this conversation between the passage and life experience, let it continue in the background as we go on our way. 
as we go about our ordinary everyday lives. Let us keep our eyes and ears open to what's going on around us and in the wider world and we may well be surprised to find this gospel passage living again in many different circumstances of private, social and public life. right we may be moved to prayer to thank the father for the gift of this passage and the grace-filled memories that it has evoked in our own words we let God know about our own experiences of being welcomed with acceptance respect and love of being taken by the hand set out in front and arms put round us. We give thanks for those who have met us and welcomed us in this way, on the level ground of mutual need, mutual giftedness, and mutual blessing. Trusting in the Father's mercy, we let him know of any sorrow in our hearts for the times when, as individuals, or as a church, or as society, we have associated greatness with worldly success, fame, wealth, and position. We fail to see that the truly great are the humble among us who know how to welcome those who make themselves last of all and servant of all. We may also feel to pray a prayer of petition, asking the Father to help us to build a church and society where there is no longer any higher and lower superior or inferior where we would meet and welcome each other on the level ground of shared vulnerability and shared dignity as your beloved children in this way we'll come to experience your living and life-giving presence among us today that in welcoming one of the little ones we welcome jesus in welcoming Jesus, we welcome you. With a trusting heart, let the presence of God our Father take over and draw us into a deeper prayer of silence and stillness. into the deep moment in a loving relationship where there's no longer any need to say anything or to do anything 
we simply look at God looking lovingly on us, breathing the breath of his love on us, believing in us, encouraging us, entrusting himself and his work to us. distractions, perhaps we might choose a word or phrase from the passage, for example that beautiful word, welcome, and repeat it in the quiet of our hearts to assist us on this journey into silence and stillness. rest our hearts simply and receptively in the presence of God and we stay with this deep prayer for as long as it is given to us. May our recognition of God's presence and work in our lives bear fruit in new and even more beautiful ways as we go on our way. Welcome to our Lexio podcast for the 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time. In our Lexio meditation, we enter into the Gospel passage through real, down-to-earth, lived experience. We allow the concreteness of the Gospel event to stir up memories and feelings of similar events in our own lives, in the lives of those around us, and in the wider world. In this way, we come to a new seeing of God's presence and work among us today. And in the prayer that flows from this recognition, we're invited to celebrate all that's good and beautiful in our lives, all that there already is of God within us. And at the same time, we come to see where and how we're being called to grow as children of the Father. We will take a few moments now to quieten our minds and hearts as we prepare to listen deeply to the gift of God's living word in today's gospel. God's food for the journey is Mark chapter 9 verses 30 to 37. After leaving the mountain, Jesus and his disciples made their way through Galilee and he didn't want anyone to know because he was instructing his disciples. He was telling them, the Son of Man will be delivered into the hands of men. They will put him to death and three days after he's been put to death, he will rise again. But they did not understand what he said and were afraid to ask him. 
They came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the road? They said nothing because they'd been arguing which of them was the greatest. So he sat down, called the twelve to him and said, If anyone wants to be first, he must make himself last of all and servant of all. He then took a little child, set him in front of them, put his arms around him and said to them, Anyone who welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me. And anyone who welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. As they walked the roads of Galilee, Jesus wants to talk about the prospect of his own suffering and death in Jerusalem. The disciples seem slow to accept or understand what he's talking about, and they prefer to go on about their own worldly ambition and the question of who's the greatest among them. Back at the house, Jesus sits down, gathers them round, and gives a crucial teaching on humility. Whereas worldly greatness is determined by status, power and prestige, leading to division and hierarchy, Jesus gives them a new standard of greatness. Humble service of all, especially of the last, the least and the lost among us. As Jesus goes on to demonstrate by his actions in the gospel, only the humble know how to truly welcome the little ones on the level ground. That ground of mutual vulnerability and mutual dignity as beloved children of the Father. Here there's no superior or inferior, no higher or lower. For Jesus, a genuine welcome has no place for elitism or condescension, but involves a recognition of mutual need, giftedness and blessing. In welcoming the little ones in this way, God's presence breaks through into the world. One way of entering into this meditation is to remember individual people or perhaps an organization People who have touched our personal lives or that of someone close to us at a time of great vulnerability by the gift of their genuine welcome. 
people who have taken us by the hand, showing great acceptance, tenderness and respect at a time when we felt very unsure of ourselves, awkward, insecure, lacking in confidence. People who have called us in from the margins of anonymity or exclusion, where we had felt we didn't count or we didn't have much to offer and they set us centre stage. People who wrapped their arms around us and gave us a sense of being valued and cherished even with all our fragility and limitations. and graces about them and they seem to be able to identify with us in our vulnerability and insecurity. They approached us not as objects of pity or as less fortunate but as precious gifts of God who had much to offer. seemed to need us as much as we needed them. We have come to see in them true greatness and the presence of Jesus breaking through again into our world today. this conversation between the passage and life experience, let it continue in the background as we go on our way, as we go about our ordinary everyday lives. Let us keep our eyes and ears open to what's going on around us and in the wider world, and we may well be surprised to find this gospel passage living again in many different circumstances of private, social and public life. right we may be moved to prayer to thank the father for the gift of this passage and the grace-filled memories that it has evoked in our own words we let God know about our own experiences of being welcomed with acceptance respect and love of being taken by the hand 
set out in front and arms put round us. We give thanks for those who have met us and welcomed us in this way, on the level ground of mutual need, mutual giftedness and mutual blessing. Trusting in the Father's mercy, we let him know of any sorrow in our hearts for the times when, as individuals, or as a church, or as society, we have associated greatness with worldly success, fame, wealth, and position. We fail to see that the truly great are the humble among us who know how to welcome those who make themselves last of all and servant of all. We may also feel to pray a prayer of petition, asking the Father to help us to build a church and society where there is no longer any higher and lower superior or inferior, where we would meet and welcome each other on the level ground of shared vulnerability and shared dignity as your beloved children. In this way, we'll come to experience your living and life-giving presence among us today, that in welcoming one of the little ones, we welcome Jesus. In welcoming Jesus, we welcome you. With a trusting heart, let the presence of God our Father take over and draw us into a deeper prayer of silence and stillness. into the deep moment in a loving relationship where there's no longer any need to say anything or to do anything. We simply look at God looking lovingly on us, breathing the breath of his love on us, believing in us, encouraging us, entrusting himself and his work to us. distractions, perhaps we might choose a word or phrase from the passage, for example that beautiful word, welcome, and repeat it in the quiet of our hearts to assist us on this journey into silence and stillness. simply and receptively in the presence of God and we stay with this deep prayer for as long as it is given to us.
may our recognition of God's presence and work in our lives bear fruit in new and even more beautiful ways as we go on our way. Welcome to our Lexio podcast for the 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time. In our Lexio meditation, we enter into the Gospel passage through real, down-to-earth, lived experience. We allow the concreteness of the Gospel event to stir up memories and feelings of similar events in our own lives, in the lives of those around us, and in the wider world. In this way, we come to a new seeing of God's presence and work among us today. And in the prayer that flows from this recognition, we're invited to celebrate all that's good and beautiful in our lives, all that there already is of God within us. And at the same time, we come to see where and how we're being called to grow as children of the Father. We will take a few moments now to quieten our minds and hearts as we prepare to listen deeply to the gift of God's living word in today's gospel. God's food for the journey is Mark chapter 9 verses 30 to 37. After leaving the mountain, Jesus and his disciples made their way through Galilee and he didn't want anyone to know because he was instructing his disciples. He was telling them, the Son of Man will be delivered into the hands of men. They will put him to death and three days after he's been put to death, he will rise again. But they did not understand what he said and were afraid to ask him. They came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the road? They said nothing because they'd been arguing which of them was the greatest. So he sat down, called the twelve to him and said, If anyone wants to be first, he must make himself last of all and servant of all. He then took a little child, set him in front of them, put his arms around him and said to them, anyone who welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me. And anyone who welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. As they walked the roads of Galilee, Jesus wants to talk about the prospect 
of his own suffering and death in Jerusalem. The disciple seems slow to accept or understand what he's talking about, and they prefer to go on about their own worldly ambition and the question of who's the greatest among them. Back at the house, Jesus sits down, gathers them round, and gives a crucial teaching on humility. Whereas worldly greatness is determined by status, power and prestige, leading to division and hierarchy, Jesus gives them a new standard of greatness. Humble service of all, especially of the last, the least and the lost among us. As Jesus goes on to demonstrate by his actions in the gospel, only the humble know how to truly welcome the little ones on the level ground. That ground of mutual vulnerability and mutual dignity as beloved children of the Father. Here there's no superior or inferior, no higher or lower. For Jesus, a genuine welcome has no place for elitism or condescension, but involves a recognition of mutual need, giftedness and blessing. In welcoming the little ones in this way, God's presence breaks through into the world. One way of entering into this meditation is to remember individual people or perhaps an organization. People who have touched our personal lives or that of someone close to us at a time of great vulnerability by the gift of their genuine welcome. People who have taken us by the hand, showing great acceptance, tenderness and respect at a time when we felt very unsure of ourselves, awkward, insecure, lacking in confidence. People who have called us in from the margins of anonymity or exclusion where we had felt we didn't count or we didn't have much to offer and they set us centre stage. People who wrapped their arms around us and gave us a sense of being valued and cherished even with all our fragility and limitations.
there were no airs and graces about them, and they seemed to be able to identify with us in our vulnerability and insecurity. They approached us not as objects of pity or as less fortunate, but as precious gifts of God who had much to offer. They seemed to need us as much as we needed them. We have come to see in them true greatness and the presence of Jesus breaking through again into our world today. In the coming days, let this meditation, this conversation between the passage and life experience, let it continue in the background as we go on our way, as we go about our ordinary everyday lives. Let us keep our eyes and ears open to what's going on around us and in the wider world, and we may well be surprised to find this gospel passage living again in many different circumstances of private, social and public life. right we may be moved to prayer to thank the father for the gift of this passage and the grace-filled memories that it has evoked in our own words we let God know about our own experiences of being welcomed with acceptance respect and love of being taken by the hand set out in front and arms put round us. We give thanks for those who have met us and welcomed us in this way, on the level ground of mutual need, mutual giftedness and mutual blessing. Trusting in the Father's mercy, we let him know of any sorrow in our hearts for the times when, as individuals, or as a church, or as society, we have associated greatness with worldly success, fame, wealth, and position. We fail to see that the truly great are the humble among us who know how to welcome those who make themselves last of all and servant of all. 
may also feel to pray a prayer of petition, asking the Father to help us to build a church and society where there is no longer any higher and lower, superior or inferior, where we would meet and welcome each other on the level ground of shared vulnerability and shared dignity as your beloved children. In this way, we'll come to experience your living and life-giving presence among us today. That in welcoming one of the little ones, we welcome Jesus. In welcoming Jesus, we welcome you. into a deeper prayer of silence and stillness. We enter into the deep moment in a loving relationship where there's no longer any need to say anything or to do anything. We simply look at God looking lovingly on us, breathing the breath of his love on us, believing in us, encouraging us, entrusting himself and his work to us. In the event of any distractions, perhaps we might choose a word or phrase from the passage. For example, that beautiful word, welcome and repeat it in the quiet of our hearts to assist us on this journey into silence and stillness. We rest our hearts simply and receptively in the presence of God and we stay with this deep prayer for as long as it is given to us. of God's presence and work in our lives bear fruit in new and even more beautiful ways as we go on our way. Welcome to our Lexio podcast for the 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Alexio meditation, we enter into the gospel passage through real, down-to-earth, lived experience. We allow the concreteness of the gospel event to stir up memories and feelings of similar events in our own lives, in the lives of those around us, and in the wider world. In this way, we come to a new seeing of God's presence and work among us today. And in the prayer that flows from this recognition, we're invited to celebrate all that's good and beautiful in our lives, 
all that there already is of God within us. And at the same time, we come to see where and how we're being called to grow as children of the Father. We will take a few moments now to quieten our minds and hearts as we prepare to listen deeply to the gift of God's living word in today's gospel. God's food for the journey is Mark chapter 9 verses 30 to 37. After leaving the mountain, Jesus and his disciples made their way through Galilee and he didn't want anyone to know because he was instructing his disciples. He was telling them, the Son of Man will be delivered into the hands of men. They will put him to death and three days after he's been put to death, he will rise again. But they did not understand what he said and were afraid to ask him. They came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the road? They said nothing because they'd been arguing which of them was the greatest. So he sat down, called the twelve to him and said, If anyone wants to be first, he must make himself last of all and servant of all. He then took a little child, set him in front of them, put his arms around him and said to them, anyone who welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me. And anyone who welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. As they walked the roads of Galilee, Jesus wants to talk about the prospect of his own suffering and death in Jerusalem. The disciples seem slow to accept or understand what he's talking about, and they prefer to go on about their own worldly ambition and the question of who's the greatest among them. Back at the house, Jesus sits down, gathers them round, and gives a crucial teaching on humility. Whereas worldly greatness is determined by status, power, and prestige, leading to division and hierarchy, Jesus gives them a new standard of greatness. Humble service of all especially of the last, the least, and the lost among us. As Jesus goes on to demonstrate by his actions in the gospel, only the humble know how to truly welcome the little ones on the level ground. 
that ground of mutual vulnerability and mutual dignity as beloved children of the Father. Here there's no superior or inferior, no higher or lower. For Jesus, a genuine welcome has no place for elitism or condescension, but involves a recognition of mutual need, giftedness and blessing. In welcoming the little ones in this way, God's presence breaks through into the world. One way of entering into this meditation is to remember individual people or perhaps an organization People who have touched our personal lives or that of someone close to us at a time of great vulnerability by the gift of their genuine welcome. People who have taken us by the hand, showing great acceptance, tenderness and respect at a time when we felt very unsure of ourselves, awkward, insecure, lacking in confidence. People who have called us in from the margins of anonymity or exclusion, where we had felt we didn't count or we didn't have much to offer and they set us centre stage. People who wrapped their arms around us and gave us a sense of being valued and cherished, even with all our fragility and limitations. and graces about them and they seem to be able to identify with us in our vulnerability and insecurity. They approached us not as objects of pity or as less fortunate but as precious gifts of God who had much to offer. seemed to need us as much as we needed them. We have come to see in them true greatness and the presence of Jesus breaking through again into our world today.
in the coming days, let this meditation, this conversation between the passage and life experience, let it continue in the background as we go on our way, as we go about our ordinary everyday lives. Let us keep our eyes and ears open to what's going on around us and in the wider world and we may well be surprised to find this gospel passage living again in many different circumstances of private, social and public life. right we may be moved to prayer to thank the father for the gift of this passage and the grace-filled memories that it has evoked in our own words we let God know about our own experiences of being welcomed with acceptance respect and love of being taken by the hand set out in front and arms put round us. We give thanks for those who have met us and welcomed us in this way, on the level ground of mutual need, mutual giftedness, and mutual blessing. Trusting in the Father's mercy, we let him know of any sorrow in our hearts for the times when, as individuals, or as a church, or as society, we have associated greatness with worldly success, fame, wealth, and position. We fail to see that the truly great are the humble among us who know how to welcome those who make themselves last of all and servant of all. We may also feel to pray a prayer of petition, asking the Father to help us to build a church and society where there is no longer any higher and lower superior or inferior, where we would meet and welcome each other on the level ground of shared vulnerability and shared dignity as your beloved children. In this way, we'll come to experience your living and life-giving presence among us today, that in welcoming one of the little ones, we welcome Jesus. In welcoming Jesus, we welcome you. With a trusting heart, let the presence of God our Father take over and draw us into a deeper prayer of silence and stillness. 
enter into the deep moment in a loving relationship where there's no longer any need to say anything or to do anything. We simply look at God looking lovingly on us, breathing the breath of his love on us, believing in us, encouraging us, entrusting himself and his work to us. distractions, perhaps we might choose a word or phrase from the passage, for example that beautiful word, welcome, and repeat it in the quiet of our hearts to assist us on this journey into silence and stillness. rest our hearts simply and receptively in the presence of God and we stay with this deep prayer for as long as it is given to us. May our recognition of God's presence and work in our lives bear fruit in new and even more beautiful ways as we go on our way. Welcome to our Lexio podcast for the 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time. In our Lexio meditation, we enter into the Gospel passage through real, down-to-earth, lived experience. We allow the concreteness of the Gospel event to stir up memories and feelings of similar events in our own lives, in the lives of those around us, and in the wider world. In this way, we come to a new seeing of God's presence and work among us today. in the prayer that flows from this recognition, we're invited to celebrate all that's good and beautiful in our lives, all that there already is of God within us. And at the same time, we come to see where and how we're being called to grow as children of the Father. We will take a few moments now to quieten our minds and hearts as we prepare to listen deeply to the gift of God's living word in today's gospel. God's food for the journey is Mark chapter nine, verses 30 to 37. After leaving the mountain, Jesus and his disciples made their way through Galilee and he didn't want anyone to know because he was instructing his disciples. He was telling them, the Son of Man will be delivered into the hands of men. They will put him to death and three days after he's been put to death, 
he will rise again. But they did not understand what he said and were afraid to ask him. They came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the road? They said nothing because they'd been arguing which of them was the greatest. So he sat down, called the twelve to him and said, If anyone wants to be first, he must make himself last of all and servant of all. He then took a little child, set him in front of them, put his arms around him and said to them, Anyone who welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me. And anyone who welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. As they walked the roads of Galilee, Jesus wants to talk about the prospect of his own suffering and death in Jerusalem. The disciples seem slow to accept or understand what he's talking about, and they prefer to go on about their own worldly ambition and the question of who's the greatest among them. Back at the house, Jesus sits down, gathers them round, and gives a crucial teaching on humility. Whereas worldly greatness is determined by status, power and prestige, leading to division and hierarchy, Jesus gives them a new standard of greatness. Humble service of all, especially of the last the least and the lost among us. As Jesus goes on to demonstrate by his actions in the gospel, only the humble know how to truly welcome the little ones on the level ground, that ground of mutual vulnerability and mutual dignity as beloved children of the Father. Here there's no superior or inferior, no higher or lower. For Jesus, a genuine welcome has no place for elitism or condescension, but involves a recognition of mutual need, giftedness and blessing. In welcoming the little ones in this way, God's presence breaks through into the world. One way of entering into this meditation is to remember individual people or perhaps an organization people who have touched our personal lives 
or that of someone close to us at a time of great vulnerability by the gift of their genuine welcome. People who have taken us by the hand, showing great acceptance, tenderness and respect at a time when we felt very unsure of ourselves, awkward, insecure, lacking in confidence. People who have called us in from the margins of anonymity or exclusion, where we had felt we didn't count or we didn't have much to offer and they set us centre stage. People who wrapped their arms around us and gave us a sense of being valued and cherished even with all our fragility and limitations. and graces about them and they seem to be able to identify with us in our vulnerability and insecurity. They approached us not as objects of pity or as less fortunate but as precious gifts of God who had much to offer. seemed to need us as much as we needed them. We have come to see in them true greatness and the presence of Jesus breaking through again into our world today. this conversation between the passage and life experience, let it continue in the background as we go on our way, as we go about our ordinary everyday lives. Let us keep our eyes and ears open to what's going on around us and in the wider world, and we may well be surprised to find this gospel passage living again in many different circumstances of private, social and public life. When the time is right, we may be moved to prayer to thank the Father for the gift of this passage 
and the grace-filled memories that it has evoked. In our own words, we let God know about our own experiences of being welcomed with acceptance, respect and love, of being taken by the hand, set out in front and arms put round us. We give thanks for those who have met us and welcomed us in this way, on the level ground of mutual need, mutual giftedness and mutual blessing. Trusting in the Father's mercy, we let him know of any sorrow in our hearts for the times when, as individuals, or as a church, or as society, we have associated greatness with worldly success, fame, wealth, and position. We fail to see that the truly great are the humble among us who know how to welcome those who make themselves last of all and servant of all. We may also feel to pray a prayer of petition, asking the Father to help us to build a church and society where there is no longer any higher and lower superior or inferior, where we would meet and welcome each other on the level ground of shared vulnerability and shared dignity as your beloved children. In this way, we'll come to experience your living and life-giving presence among us today, that in welcoming one of the little ones, we welcome Jesus. In welcoming Jesus, we welcome you. With a trusting heart, let the presence of God our Father take over and draw us into a deeper prayer of silence and stillness. enter into the deep moment in a loving relationship where there's no longer any need to say anything or to do anything. We simply look at God looking lovingly on us, breathing the breath of his love on us, believing in us, encouraging us, entrusting himself and his work to us. distractions, perhaps we might choose a word or phrase from the passage, for example that beautiful word, welcome, and repeat it in the quiet of our hearts to assist us on this journey into silence and stillness.
we rest our hearts simply and receptively in the presence of God. And we stay with this deep prayer for as long as it is given to us. of God's presence and work in our lives bear fruit in new and even more beautiful ways as we go on our way. Welcome to our Lexio podcast for the 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time. In our Lexio meditation, we enter into the Gospel passage through real, down-to-earth, lived experience. We allow the concreteness of the Gospel event to stir up memories and feelings of similar events in our own lives, in the lives of those around us, and in the wider world. In this way, we come to a new seeing of God's presence and work among us today. And in the prayer that flows from this recognition, we're invited to celebrate all that's good and beautiful in our lives, all that there already is of God within us. And at the same time, we come to see where and how we're being called to grow as children of the Father. We will take a few moments now to quieten our minds and hearts as we prepare to listen deeply to the gift of God's living word in today's gospel. God's food for the journey is Mark chapter 9 verses 30 to 37. After leaving the mountain, Jesus and his disciples made their way through Galilee and he didn't want anyone to know because he was instructing his disciples. He was telling them, the Son of Man will be delivered into the hands of men. They will put him to death and three days after he's been put to death, he will rise again. But they did not understand what he said and were afraid to ask him. They came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the road? They said nothing because they'd been arguing which of them was the greatest. So he sat down, called the twelve to him and said, If anyone wants to be first, he must make himself last of all and servant of all. He then took a little child, set him in front of them, put his arms around him and said to them, anyone who welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me. And anyone who welcomes me welcomes not me, 
but the one who sent me. As they walked the roads of Galilee, Jesus wants to talk about the prospect of his own suffering and death in Jerusalem. The disciples seem slow to accept or understand what he's talking about, and they prefer to go on about their own worldly ambition and the question of who's the greatest among them. Back at the house, Jesus sits down, gathers them round, and gives a crucial teaching on humility. Whereas worldly greatness is determined by status, power and prestige, leading to division and hierarchy, Jesus gives them a new standard of greatness. Humble service of all, especially of the last the least and the lost among us. As Jesus goes on to demonstrate by his actions in the gospel, only the humble know how to truly welcome the little ones on the level ground. That ground of mutual vulnerability and mutual dignity as beloved children of the Father. Here there's no superior or inferior, no higher or lower. For Jesus, a genuine welcome has no place for elitism or condescension, but involves a recognition of mutual need, giftedness and blessing. In welcoming the little ones in this way, God's presence breaks through into the world. One way of entering into this meditation is to remember individual people or perhaps an organization People who have touched our personal lives or that of someone close to us at a time of great vulnerability by the gift of their genuine welcome. People who have taken us by the hand, showing great acceptance, tenderness and respect at a time when we felt very unsure of ourselves, awkward, insecure, lacking in confidence. People who have called us in from the margins of anonymity or exclusion, where we had felt we didn't count or we didn't have much to offer and they set us center stage.
people who wrapped their arms around us and gave us a sense of being valued and cherished, even with all our fragility and limitations. There were no airs and graces about them, and they seemed to be able to identify with us in our vulnerability and insecurity. They approached us not as objects of pity or as less fortunate, but as precious gifts of God who had much to offer. They seemed to need us as much as we needed them. to see in them true greatness and the presence of Jesus breaking through again into our world today. In the coming days, let this meditation this conversation between the passage and life experience, let it continue in the background as we go on our way, as we go about our ordinary everyday lives. Let us keep our eyes and ears open to what's going on around us and in the wider world, and we may well be surprised to find this gospel passage living again in many different circumstances of private, social and public life. When the time is right, we may be moved to prayer for the gift of this passage and the grace-filled memories that it has evoked. In our own words, we let God know about our own experiences of being welcomed with acceptance, respect and love, of being taken by the hand, set out in front and arms put round us. We give thanks for those who have met us and welcomed us in this way, on the level ground of mutual need, mutual giftedness and mutual blessing. Trusting in the Father's mercy, we let him know of any sorrow in our hearts for the times when, as individuals, or as a church, or as society, we have associated greatness 
with worldly success, fame, wealth and position. We fail to see that the truly great are the humble among us who know how to welcome. Those who make themselves last of all and servant of all. We may also feel to pray a prayer of petition, asking the Father to help us to build a church and society where there is no longer any higher and lower, superior or inferior, where we would meet and welcome each other on the level ground of shared vulnerability and shared dignity as your beloved children. In this way, We'll come to experience your living and life-giving presence among us today. That in welcoming one of the little ones, we welcome Jesus. In welcoming Jesus, we welcome you. of God our Father take over and draw us into a deeper prayer of silence and stillness. We enter into the deep moment in a loving relationship where there's no longer any need to say anything or to do anything. We simply look at God looking lovingly on us breathing the breath of his love on us, believing in us, encouraging us, entrusting himself and his work to us. In the event of any distractions, perhaps we might choose a word or phrase from the passage. For example, that beautiful word, welcome and repeat it in the quiet of our hearts to assist us on this journey into silence and stillness. We rest our hearts simply and receptively in the presence of God and we stay with this deep prayer for as long as it is given to us. of God's presence and work in our lives bear fruit in new and even more beautiful ways as we go on our way. Welcome to our Lexio podcast for the 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time. In our Alexio meditation, we enter into the Gospel passage through real, 
down-to-earth lived experience. We allow the concreteness of the gospel event to stir up memories and feelings of similar events in our own lives, in the lives of those around us, and in the wider world. In this way, we come to a new seeing of God's presence and work among us today. And in the prayer that flows from this recognition, we're invited to celebrate all that's good and beautiful in our lives, all that there already is of God within us. And at the same time, we come to see where and how we're being called to grow as children of the Father. We will take a few moments now to quieten our minds and hearts as we prepare to listen deeply to the gift of God's living word in today's gospel. God's food for the journey is Mark chapter 9 verses 30 to 37. After leaving the mountain, Jesus and his disciples made their way through Galilee, and he didn't want anyone to know because he was instructing his disciples. He was telling them, the Son of Man will be delivered into the hands of men. They will put him to death, and three days after he's been put to death, he will rise again. But they did not understand what he said and were afraid to ask him. They came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house he asked them, What were you arguing about on the road? They said nothing because they had been arguing which of them was the greatest. So he sat down, called the twelve to him and said, If anyone wants to be first, he must make himself last of all and servant of all. He then took a little child, set him in front of them, put his arms around him and said to them, Anyone who welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me. And anyone who welcomes me, welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. As they walked the roads of Galilee, Jesus wants to talk about the prospect of his own suffering and death in Jerusalem. The disciples seem slow to accept or understand what he's talking about, and they prefer to go on about their own worldly ambition and the question of who's the greatest among them. Back at the house, Jesus sits down, gathers them round, and gives a crucial teaching on humility. Whereas worldly greatness is determined by status,
power and prestige, leading to division and hierarchy. Jesus gives them a new standard of greatness. Humble service of all, especially of the last, the least and the lost among us. As Jesus goes on to demonstrate by his actions in the gospel, only the humble know how to truly welcome the little ones on the level ground. That ground of mutual vulnerability and mutual dignity as beloved children of the Father. Here there's no superior or inferior, no higher or lower. For Jesus, a genuine welcome has no place for elitism or condescension, but involves a recognition of mutual need, giftedness and blessing. In welcoming the little ones in this way, God's presence breaks through into the world. One way of entering into this meditation is to remember individual people or perhaps an organization. People who have touched our personal lives or that of someone close to us at a time of great vulnerability by the gift of their genuine welcome. People who have taken us by the hand, showing great acceptance, tenderness and respect at a time when we felt very unsure of ourselves, awkward, insecure, lacking in confidence. People who have called us in from the margins of anonymity or exclusion, where we had felt we didn't count or we didn't have much to offer, and they set us centre stage. People who wrapped their arms around us and gave us a sense of being valued and cherished even with all our fragility and limitations. There were no airs and graces about them and they seemed to be able to identify with us in our vulnerability and insecurity. They approached us not as objects of pity or as less fortunate, but as precious gifts of God who had much to offer.
they seemed to need us as much as we needed them. We have come to see in them true greatness and the presence of Jesus breaking through again into our world today. In the coming days, let this meditation, this conversation between the passage and life experience, let it continue in the background as we go on our way, as we go about our ordinary everyday lives. Let us keep our eyes and ears open to what's going on around us and in the wider world, and we may well be surprised to find this gospel passage living again in many different circumstances of private, social and public life. right we may be moved to prayer to thank the father for the gift of this passage and the grace-filled memories that it has evoked in our own words we let God know about our own experiences of being welcomed with acceptance respect and love of being taken by the hand set out in front and arms put round us. We give thanks for those who have met us and welcomed us in this way, on the level ground of mutual need, mutual giftedness, and mutual blessing. Trusting in the Father's mercy, we let him know of any sorrow in our hearts for the times when, as individuals, or as a church, or as society, we have associated greatness with worldly success, fame, wealth, and position. We fail to see that the truly great are the humble among us who know how to welcome those who make themselves last of all and servant of all. We may also feel to pray a prayer of petition, asking the Father to help us to build a church and society where there is no longer any higher and lower superior or inferior, where we would meet and welcome each other on the level ground of shared vulnerability and shared dignity as your beloved children. In this way, 
will come to experience your living and life-giving presence among us today. That in welcoming one of the little ones, we welcome Jesus. In welcoming Jesus, we welcome you. trusting heart, let the presence of God our Father take over and draw us into a deeper prayer of silence and stillness. We enter into the deep moment in a loving relationship where there's no longer any need to say anything or to do anything. We simply look at God looking lovingly on us, breathing the breath of his love on us, believing in us, encouraging us, entrusting himself and his work to us. In the event of any distractions, perhaps we might choose a word or phrase from the passage for example, that beautiful word, welcome, and repeat it in the quiet of our hearts to assist us on this journey into silence and stillness. We rest our hearts simply and receptively in the presence of God, and we stay with this deep prayer for as long as it is given to us. May our recognition of God's presence and work in our lives bear fruit in new and even more beautiful ways as we go on our way. Lexio podcast for the 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time. In our Lexio meditation, we enter into the Gospel passage through real, down-to-earth, lived experience. We allow the concreteness of the Gospel event to stir up memories and feelings of similar events in our own lives, in the lives of those around us, and in the wider world. In this way, we come to a new seeing of God's presence and work among us today. And in the prayer that flows from this recognition, we're invited to celebrate all that's good and beautiful in our lives, all that there already is of God within us. And at the same time, we come to see where and how we're being called to grow as children of the Father. We will take a few moments now to quieten our minds and hearts as we prepare to listen deeply to the gift of God's living word in today's Gospel.
God's food for the journey is Mark chapter 9 verses 30 to 37. After leaving the mountain, Jesus and his disciples made their way through Galilee and he didn't want anyone to know because he was instructing his disciples. He was telling them, the Son of Man will be delivered into the hands of men. They will put him to death and three days after he's been put to death, he will rise again. But they did not understand what he said and were afraid to ask him. They came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the road? They said nothing because they'd been arguing which of them was the greatest. So he sat down, called the twelve to him and said, If anyone wants to be first, he must make himself last of all and servant of all. He then took a little child, set him in front of them, put his arms around him and said to them, anyone who welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me. And anyone who welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. As they walked the roads of Galilee, Jesus wants to talk about the prospect of his own suffering and death in Jerusalem. The disciples seem slow to accept or understand what he's talking about, and they prefer to go on about their own worldly ambition and the question of who's the greatest among them. at the house Jesus sits down gathers them round and gives a crucial teaching on humility whereas worldly greatness is determined by status power and prestige leading to division and hierarchy Jesus gives them a new standard of greatness humble service of all especially of the last, the least, and the lost among us. As Jesus goes on to demonstrate by his actions in the gospel, only the humble know how to truly welcome the little ones on the level ground, that ground of mutual vulnerability and mutual dignity as beloved children of the Father. Here there's no superior or inferior, no higher or lower. For Jesus, a genuine welcome has no place for elitism or condescension, but involves a recognition of mutual need, giftedness and blessing. In welcoming the little ones in this way, God's presence breaks through into the world.
One way of entering into this meditation is to remember individual people or perhaps an organization. People who have touched our personal lives or that of someone close to us at a time of great vulnerability by the gift of their genuine welcome. People who have taken us by the hand, showing great acceptance, tenderness and respect at a time when we felt very unsure of ourselves, awkward, insecure, lacking in confidence. People who have called us in from the margins of anonymity or exclusion, where we had felt we didn't count or we didn't have much to offer, and they set us centre stage. People who wrapped their arms around us and gave us a sense of being valued and cherished even with all our fragility and limitations. There were no airs and graces about them and they seemed to be able to identify with us in our vulnerability and insecurity. They approached us not as objects of pity or as less fortunate, but as precious gifts of God who had much to offer. seemed to need us as much as we needed them. We have come to see in them true greatness and the presence of Jesus breaking through again into our world today. this conversation between the passage and life experience, let it continue in the background as we go on our way, as we go about our ordinary everyday lives. Let us keep our eyes and ears open to what's going on around us and in the wider world, and we may well be surprised to find this gospel passage living again in many different circumstances of private, social and public life.
the time is right, we may be moved to prayer, to thank the Father for the gift of this passage and the grace-filled memories that it has evoked. In our own words, we let God know about our own experiences of being welcomed with acceptance, respect and love, of being taken by the hand, set out in front and arms put round us. We give thanks for those who have met us and welcomed us in this way, on the level ground of mutual need, mutual giftedness and mutual blessing. Trusting in the Father's mercy, we let him know of any sorrow in our hearts for the times when, as individuals, or as a church, or as society, we have associated greatness with worldly success, fame, wealth, and position. We fail to see that the truly great are the humble among us who know how to welcome those who make themselves last of all and servant of all. We may also feel to pray a prayer of petition, asking the Father to help us to build a church and society where there is no longer any higher and lower superior or inferior, where we would meet and welcome each other on the level ground of shared vulnerability and shared dignity as your beloved children. In this way, we'll come to experience your living and life-giving presence among us today, that in welcoming one of the little ones, we welcome Jesus. In welcoming Jesus, we welcome you. With a trusting heart, let the presence of God our Father take over and draw us into a deeper prayer of silence and stillness. into the deep moment in a loving relationship where there's no longer any need to say anything or to do anything. We simply look at God looking lovingly on us, breathing the breath of his love on us, believing in us, encouraging us, entrusting himself and his work to us. distractions, perhaps we might choose a word or phrase from the passage, for example that beautiful word, welcome, and repeat it in the quiet of our hearts to assist us on this journey into silence. Silence. 
stillness. We rest our hearts simply and receptively in the presence of God. And we stay with this deep prayer for as long as it is given to us. of God's presence and work in our lives bear fruit in new and even more beautiful ways as we go on our way. Welcome to our Lexio podcast for the 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time. our Lexio meditation, we enter into the Gospel passage through real, down-to-earth, lived experience. We allow the concreteness of the Gospel event to stir up memories and feelings of similar events in our own lives, in the lives of those around us, and in the wider world. In this way, we come to a new seeing of God's presence and work among us today. And in the prayer that flows from this recognition, we're invited to celebrate all that's good and beautiful in our lives, all that there already is of God within us. And at the same time, we come to see where and how we're being called to grow as children of the Father. We will take a few moments now to quieten our minds and hearts as we prepare to listen deeply to the gift of God's living word in today's Gospel. God's food for the journey is Mark chapter 9 verses 30 to 37. After leaving the mountain, Jesus and his disciples made their way through Galilee and he didn't want anyone to know because he was instructing his disciples. He was telling them, the Son of Man will be delivered into the hands of men. They will put him to death and three days after he's been put to death, he will rise again. But they did not understand what he said and were afraid to ask him. They came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the road? They said nothing because they'd been arguing which of them was the greatest. So he sat down, called the twelve to him and said, If anyone wants to be first, he must make himself last of all and servant of all. He then took a little child, set him in front of them, put his arms around him and said to them, 
anyone who welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me. And anyone who welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. As they walked the roads of Galilee, Jesus wants to talk about the prospect of his own suffering and death in Jerusalem. The disciples seem slow to accept or understand what he's talking about, and they prefer to go on about their own worldly ambition and the question of who's the greatest among them. at the house Jesus sits down gathers them round and gives a crucial teaching on humility whereas worldly greatness is determined by status power and prestige leading to division and hierarchy Jesus gives them a new standard of greatness humble service of all especially of the last, the least, and the lost among us. As Jesus goes on to demonstrate by his actions in the Gospel, only the humble know how to truly welcome the little ones on the level ground. That ground of mutual vulnerability and mutual dignity as beloved children of the Father. Here there's no superior or inferior, no higher or lower. For Jesus, a genuine welcome has no place for elitism or condescension, but involves a recognition of mutual need, giftedness and blessing. In welcoming the little ones in this way, God's presence breaks through into the world. One way of entering into this meditation is to remember individual people or perhaps an organization People who have touched our personal lives or that of someone close to us at a time of great vulnerability by the gift of their genuine welcome. People who have taken us by the hand, showing great acceptance, tenderness and respect at a time when we felt very unsure of ourselves, awkward, insecure, lacking in confidence. People who have called us in from the margins of anonymity or exclusion, where we had felt we didn't count, 
or we didn't have much to offer and they set us center stage. People who wrapped their arms around us and gave us a sense of being valued and cherished even with all our fragility and limitations. There were no airs and graces about them and they seemed to be able to identify with us in our vulnerability and insecurity. They approached us not as objects of pity or as less fortunate, but as precious gifts of God who had much to offer. They seemed to need us as much as we needed them. see in them true greatness and the presence of Jesus breaking through again into our world today. In the coming days, let this meditation this conversation between the passage and life experience, let it continue in the background as we go on our way, as we go about our ordinary everyday lives. Let us keep our eyes and ears open to what's going on around us and in the wider world, and we may well be surprised to find this gospel passage living again in many different circumstances of private, social and public life. When the time is right, we may be moved to prayer for the gift of this passage and the grace-filled memories that it has evoked. In our own words, we let God know about our own experiences of being welcomed with acceptance, respect and love, of being taken by the hand, set out in front and arms put round us. We give thanks for those who have met us and welcomed us in this way, on the level ground of mutual need, mutual giftedness and mutual blessing.
trusting in the Father's mercy, we let him know of any sorrow in our hearts for the times when, as individuals, or as a church, or as society, we have associated greatness with worldly success, fame, wealth, and position. We fail to see that the truly great are the humble among us who know how to welcome. Those who make themselves last of all and servant of all. We may also feel to pray a prayer of petition asking the Father to help us to build a church and society where there is no longer any higher and lower, superior or inferior, where we would meet and welcome each other on the level ground of shared vulnerability and shared dignity as your beloved children. In this way, we'll come to experience your living and life-giving presence among us today. That in welcoming one of the little ones, we welcome Jesus. In welcoming Jesus, we welcome you. of God our Father take over and draw us into a deeper prayer of silence and stillness. We enter into the deep moment in a loving relationship where there's no longer any need to say anything or to do anything. We simply look at God looking lovingly on us breathing the breath of his love on us, believing in us, encouraging us, entrusting himself and his work to us. In the event of any distractions, perhaps we might choose a word or phrase from the passage. For example, that beautiful word, welcome and repeat it in the quiet of our hearts to assist us on this journey into silence and stillness. We rest our hearts simply and receptively in the presence of God and we stay with this deep prayer for as long as it is given to us. of God's presence and work in our lives bear fruit in new and even more beautiful ways as we go on our way.